Hello and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Scoreboard Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett, and fantasy football playoffs in two out of my four leagues. Uh, The other two, we will just shout out to injuries. Um, I also want to apologize about this taking so long to get out. I've been having technical difficulties with my mic, and I didn't really want to go back to the poor sound quality, uh, the microphone quality, but I did have to cave and just go back to uh, my AirPods, which, so this, this may not be the best sounding podcast. I do want to apologize, but I've been having technical difficulties with my microphone. Um, other than that, let me say um, the Chiefs game last night was just absolutely phenomenal. I'm not going to lie. I lost, I, I kind of lost a little bit of hope there. You know, I thought there was a point where, you know, we're not going to get it. We're, we're going to lose and we're going to be tied technically a half game behind the Chargers because they'll have that head. And then, boom, Mahomes happens. Like, that's the thing. This team is never out until, like, the clock strikes zero. Now, you can say, oh, well, the Chargers didn't get the balls. Like, you want to talk about unfair, okay? Maybe don't drop three touchdown passes, okay? You wouldn't go into overtime. Maybe kick a field goal before halftime. You wouldn't have to go into overtime, you know? Maybe don't throw uh, an interception. Granted, I don't think that mattered because I think we turned it over too. But it was just I don't want to hear anything about, well, it's so unfair in overtime. You know what? We had to deal with it in the EFC Championship three years ago. You guys didn't want to listen to us when you tried to change the rules, so you can hop off. Also, I get the point of it, so I don't completely hate it. They they don't want players playing extra time, getting hurt. Um, and the one thing that Colin Cowherd did a, a rant on it today, talking about it, and the University of Utah actually apparently did a study that they said, what time do most skiers get injured? Very Salt Lake City, very big ski city. Um, and it is like 3.30 to 4.30. So basically your last run or last two runs down the hill, you're getting injured. So that's what the NFL is trying to prevent is those injuries from being dragged on like that. So that's I, I get why they do it, and I'm okay with it in the regular season. I think postseason it should be changed a bit, but – I'm not going to complain about it because it's everybody's going to get shafted by it at some point. Ours just happened to be in the AFC Championship game. I'm not even going to say the Chargers got shafted by it because, you know what, maybe score from the five-yard line multiple times, huh? How about that? You know, don't fumble on the two-yard line, okay? So I don't want to hear about, oh, we didn't get the ball. Hop off. And that's the thing. The Chiefs defense, it did not look great last night, okay? But... All things considering, you know, we're missing LeJarius Sneed, we're missing Willie Gay Jr., we're missing Chris Jones. I feel like we're missing somebody else too, but I just can't think of it off the top of my head right now. And so that was a pretty good performance considering that. Very happy about it. So good for them on the defensive side. I am a tad worried about the offense, just a tad. You know, they still did score 34 points. Kelsey didn't have or, or I'm sorry, Hill didn't have a dropped pass that led to an interception. It's always a good thing. You know, um, Kelsey stepped up again, what, 190 yards with two tubs? Like, let's go. He's back. I don't think he ever went anywhere. 
Mahomes kind of worries me sometimes. It was, you know, like, I'm not even going to talk about that that one fumble because Joey Bosa is just a monster and just hit his arm. So that, that'll that happen. But, like, the throw to McCole Hardman, like, what what kind of pass was that? What are you doing, dude? And it feels like multiple times. So if you if you watch the Madden camera on Madden, it's like behind the quarterback. They don't do that when you're watching the NFL. But they will sometimes on replays. And what I love about that is you can actually kind of see, okay, that's where the quarterback's looking, you know, over here. Like the two-point conversion, you know, um, Hilaire and Hardman were wide open at the beginning, if I'm remembering correctly. You know, Kelsey was open at one point on that throw. No, he waited till he was about to get sacked and then beep, just dropped it right over into Hilaire, who was supposed to be blocking, not even supposed to be receiving on that play. But that's the way it is with the Chiefs offense. So it's just like, why are you looking over? Why are you looking off so many open receivers? Or like the one to Tyreek Hill, the touchdown pass. It's like, we got to be able to run the ball in from the one yard line. And don't give me this freaking running out of shotgun crap. Let the runner get freaking running downhill out of eye formation. You know what? Throw Burton back there. Let him get take the handoff. He deserved it after last night. And just let him. I don't know. We have the perfect line. I don't know why we can't get one yard. And for the love of God, please do a quarterback sneak once in a while. They'll never expect it. You know why? Because you haven't freaking done it since a freak one in one million chance injury happened. You know? Brady, who's literally been the most valuable player to a team in the past 22 years, does it at least once a game, once every other game, and it's like his most effective tool, okay? It's amazing. He never got hurt because okay, the one that happened to the Chiefs, just it was just a freak incident. It's not going to happen. At worst, you know, let Blake Bell go under center and just fall forward. He's a big dude, so I don't know why we can't figure it out. So, I mean, it's just we shouldn't have to be passing empty set out of shotgun from the two-yard line. It's just insane to me that we can't run the ball in. But uh, we're up three games. We're up two games with three to play. You know, we got Steelers at Bengals and Broncos at home. I don't know exactly what order the first two are in. I think it's at Bengals in two weeks. But, um so I think we have a pretty good lock on the division. It's pretty excited about that. So that, that's it for the NFL talk. All I have on that right now, because this is mostly a bull season episode. I do want to talk, though, real quick about the new Home Alone movie on Disney+. Plus. You know, it is the fifth installment in the franchise. The first two, just absolutely phenomenal. You know, fantastic movies, classics, instant classics. Home Alone 1, 2, doesn't matter. They're both great. Number three, it was very, it was all right. I I don't, I didn't hate it, didn't love it, never stuck up to the first two, obviously. Um, number th- four, it was like the mansion one. It was absolutely horrendous where the butlers end up being like the robbers. Just terrible. Okay, terrible. But this new one, spoiler alert, fast forward about, I don't know, 45 seconds. If you want to watch it, don't want any spoilers. So I'm giving you that. Well, just just say a minute. I don't know how long I'll talk about it, but just say a minute and then check back in. So 
I would probably rank the new Home Alone movie maybe just ahead of number three or right on par with number three because you're kind of conflicted. It's great for children. Okay, don't get me wrong. Like what I've heard from all the little children that watch it, love it. But it's not as much slapstick comedy as the first two, which I really enjoyed. Um, It's a bit more weird. You know, you got some British people stealing stuff, but what's new there, you know, like, the British Museum isn't even a British museum. It's a museum of other countries put in Britain. So, um, and it was, it had a wholesome ending, which was kind of nice, but I don't know. I just want to see the bad guys get beat up. And I don't know if this one does it as much, but apparently a lot of the younger kids like it. Maybe I'm just getting too old. I'm turning into one of those guys, but it's good. It's good. I enjoy it. So, uh, the let's get into the bowl predictions here. The first one, Bahamas Bowl, you know, that happened today. Sorry, I was having technical difficulties, couldn't get it uploaded. I had Toledo simply because um, my girlfriend has a Toledo football shirt. She's from the area, you know, why not pick them? They ended up losing. Didn't do much research on that game anyways. Coastal Carolina, um... You know, Coastal Carolina returns to the bowl that they won last year. NIU, Northern Illinois is missing their number one wide receiver. Last I checked, though, Northern Illinois was up by like five or six. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And that was the Cure Bowl. Next one, we have the Boca Raton Bowl, Western Kentucky, eight and five versus Appalachian State, 10 and three. And Let's see. This one's going to be very exciting. You know, the Western Kentucky offensive coordinator, he's going to go to Texas Tech. Um, but he's actually staying for the bowl game. So that's not going to be a huge factor. The Western Kentucky quarterback has a chance to break Joe Burrow's record for touchdown passes in a season. Um, and he has a very good chance to do that in the bowl game. Uh, Appalachian State's D is very good. Their O is serviceable. Western Kentucky's defense is not good, but their offense is phenomenal. So, you know what? I'm going to go um, Appalachian State in this one. Next up, we have the uh, Celebration Bowl. Historically black colleges, we have South Carolina State, 6-5, and five, versus Jackson State, 11-1. and one. Not much to say there. You know, Deion Sanders, 11-1, and one, just – Got the number one overall recruit in the nation. So we'll go with Jackson State in that one. And let's see. Next game is the New Mexico Bowl. UTEP versus Fresno State. UTEP 7-5, and five, Fresno State 9-3. and three. Fresno State missing their head coach. The quarterback tried to transfer with him to Washington, but ended up coming back. Uh, you know, UTEP, nice story. They got some K-State guys, Dana Demel there. Uh, but I just haven't really bought into them this year. I'm, I guess I'll be rooting for them, but I do think that Fresno State is going to win this game. You know, uh, their quarterback coming back was a, a big piece there. Next up, we have the Independence Bowl, uh, number thirteen BYU at ten and two versus UAB eight and four. UAB is a uh, very underrated team. You know, I don't know the last time they actually lost a game at home. 
So that this is an interesting matchup, but they're they're number one. Alabama Birmingham's number one running back is out, and they don't pass that well. I think this is just going to be a very defensive game, and I gotta I gotta give it to Kalani Satake and BYU. I think I think that they win. Uh, next up, we have the uh, Lending Tree Bowl. I think that so that is going to be Eastern Michigan seven and five versus Liberty seven and five. Malik Willis, you know, great dual threat, possible round one quarterback taken in the draft. I think that's going to be the difference maker. You know, Liberty's the number five defensive pass team, and uh, Eastern Michigan is the number 112th ranked offensive rush team, and Malik Willis is a great dual threat quarterback. So that's going to be a, a big difference maker there. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, who will win this matchup? Utah State 10 and 3 or Oregon and State 7 and 5. You know, I can't believe Jimmy Kimmel sponsored a bowl. It's very interesting to me. Oregon State's missing their leading tackler. Um Utah State, uh, really good pass. Oregon State, really good rush. This was a tough game for me to pick, but it came down to the fact that Oregon State's 5 and 0 at home in their last 10 and 1 and 4 on the road. Meanwhile, Utah State is two and three at home and five and zero on the road. So I got to give it to the team that's more comfortable on the road in Utah State. Next up, we have the New Orleans Bowl, number twenty three, Louisiana twelve and one versus Marshall seven and five. I'm gonna go with uh, Louisiana State here. I'm sorry, not Louisiana State, Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns over Marshall. Uh, I know uh, their head coach, their running back one, their wide receiver one are out, but I, I think they're still the better team than Marshall, even with those players out, but it's going to be a close game. Myrtle Beach Bowl, we have Old Dominion 6-6 six and six versus Tulsa 6-6. Six and six. This is just going to be a bad game. I have no interest in watching this game. I'm glad it's going to be on on Monday. So I can watch Monday Night Football instead. Old Dominion, uh, actually, call, believe it or not, Colin Klein is in the running to be their offensive coordinator if he isn't named K-State offensive coordinator. So I'm going to just go with Tulsa. You know, I, I think they just played better teams closer. That's what it comes down to. I don't think either of these teams are particularly good. Like Tulsa lost to UC Davis, though, so I don't. That's a very bad game. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Kent State seven and six versus Wyoming six and six. I'm gonna go with Kent State. They run on both sides really well. They have a good run defense and a good run offense. And Wyoming can't stop the run. You know, Kent State is the number four ranked rush offense, and Wyoming is the number two ranked rush defense. I'm gonna give Kent State the edge there. Frisco Bowl. UTSA meet meet twelve and one versus number twenty four San Diego State Brady Hoke eleven and two. I'm gonna go San Diego State. This game San Diego State. This is gonna be actually a really good game. I'm looking forward to it. San Diego State, the number two run defense. Uh, UTSA, their running backs out. These two teams have very similar resumes. I'm just gonna go uh, though San Diego State. Next up, Armed Forces Bowl. We have Army versus Missouri. Army eight and four. Missouri six and six. I'm going to go Army, the number two rushing attack, and Missouri has the 124th ranked rush defense. You know they have a QB competition. They don't even know who their QB is going to be in the game. 
So Army knows who they are. They know what they're going to do, and they're going to shove it down the Tigers' throat all freaking game long. Frisco Bowl, North Texas, 6-6. Six and six. Miami of Ohio, shout out Big Ben, 6-6. Six and six. Um, North Texas, great rushing attack. They are 9-3 and three against the spread, though, even though they're 6-6. Six and six. This game's 20 minutes from their stadium in Frisco, Texas. So I just, I'm just going to go with them being the home team. Gasparilla Bowl, Central Florida, 8-4. Florida, 6-6. Six six. Um, Florida's losing their number one wide receiver to the transfer portal. They just fired their head coach. And this seems really like one of those the SEC doesn't like bowl games, so they're not going to show up type things. And UCF, you know, in-state rival, we're getting up. We're getting to the Power 5 level. Like, we're showing we're here. So I think UCF wins this game. Next up, Hawaii Bowl. Hawaii 6-7, and seven, Memphis 6-6. Six and six. Uh, I did pick Memphis here. It's a home game for Hawaii, but the players hate the coach. It's just coming out that a lot of things about him. This line has moved from minus 3 to minus 7.5. Uh, Hawaii lost their quarterback and running back to the transfer portal, so I think uh, the continuity is with the Tigers on this one of Memphis. Camellia Bowl. Georgia State seven and five, Ball State six and six. You know Georgia State number ten rush offense and Ball State number ninety three, sorry ninety three rush defense. Uh, uh, that's going to be a good matchup for Georgia State and Ball State's just not. They don't do anything well offensively to counteract that to make it a shootout. So Georgia State in that one. Quick Lane Bowl, Western Michigan seven and five versus Nevada eight and four. This game, going to be a bit surprised by it. I'm going Western Michigan. Listen listen to this. This is just insane. It sounds like what's happening in the NFL this week with COVID. But Nevada head coach, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, special team coach, wide receiver coach, tight ends coach, all left. So I think it's their running back coach is the current head coach. You know, Carson Strong, I saw him play this year. At K-State, very strong arm, very good quarterback. He's sitting out to prepare for the draft. Western Michigan not missing anything, so I I think Western Michigan wins this game. Military Bowl. Boston College 6-6, East Carolina 7-5. You know, this is a hard game for me to pick. I think Boston College played fairly well throughout the year, but ECU played well when I watched them. I'm not going to be surprised if this goes either way, but I'll just take Eastern Carolina. Next up, we have the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, number 20, Houston 11-2 versus Auburn 6-6. Six and six. Um, I think Houston's underrated, very good defense, and Auburn's losing too much to the transfer portal. This is an 11-2 team playing against a 6-6 six and six team. Don't let the, the school name like don't don't overthink this. Don't let the school branding name get out there. Pick the eleven and two team. Uh, first responders bowl. Uh, Air Force nine and three versus Louisville six and six. Air Force the number one rush offense in the country. In Louisville's the number seventy ninth ranked rush defense. And then Air Force I feel like is going to do fairly well on both sides of the ball as they are also the number thirteenth defense overall. So going to be a tough game for Louisville. I think. Uh, Air Force is going to win this one. 
Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State, 7-5. and five. The fight Mike Leach's take on Texas Tech of 6-6. Six six. Yeah, this, is, this isn't, I don't think, going to be that pretty. You know, Mississippi State, number three in pass offense, and Tech is 110th in pass defense. Mike Leach is probably going to try to run it up because he still claims that Texas Tech owes him millions of dollars. So, uh, yeah, Mississippi State, big. Holiday Bowl, UCLA 8-4 versus number 18, NC State 9-3. NC State, uh, number 19 passing offense versus UCLA's 104th ranked pass defense. And then just on the defensive side, uh, this is actually – actually, I'm sorry, not on the defensive side. This is actually going to be a good game on the other side of the ball because UCLA has the number 18th offense versus North Carolina State's 17th ranked defense. So I think this is going to be a good game. It's kind of tough for me to pick, but just because of I don't like UCLA's pass defense, I'm going to go NC State. Guaranteed rate bowl, West Virginia 6-6 six and six versus Minnesota 8-4. and four. This is going to be an interesting game. You have a little bit of twist in here. Minnesota fired their offensive coordinator. So P.J. Fleck hired this uh, offensive analyst from West Virginia as their offensive coordinator. So, I mean, he's obviously has that inside edge already. But Minnesota has the number ninth ranked defense, and West Virginia has the 83rd ranked offense. And also West Virginia's best running back opted out. So I don't think they're going to be able to get enough going offensively to keep up with Minnesota. Next up, the inaugural Fenway Bowl. We have SMU 8-4 versus Virginia 6-6. Six six. I'm going to go Virginia here. You know, the line has moved from SMU to be in favorite to Virginia. Sonny Dykes left SMU, and so did their top two wide receivers. And that's going to hurt um, an SMU team that's already playing against a tough number two ranked pass uh, defense. Oh, no, I'm sorry. UVA has the number two pass offense. And they have the number 115th ranked pass defense in SMU. So I'll go Virginia. Pinstripe Bowl, Maryland 6-6, six and six, Virginia, six, Virginia Tech 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Old ACC battle we got going here. This is going to be another ugly game I have no interest in watching. Um, I'm just going to give it to Maryland because five Virginia Tech starters left and they have a new head coach. Uh, next up, we have the Cheez-It Bowl, number 19, Clemson, 9-3 and three versus Iowa State, 7-5. and five. I'm going to pick Clemson in this one. Um, it was very close. I flipped last second. I was uh, really debating it. You know, it was a low-scoring defensive game. I think Clemson losing two coordinators matters, but they still have, like, a top, uh, what are they, like the third or fourth ranked defense in Clemson. And Iowa State lost. Uh, the, the granted, I'm, I'm saying Iowa State lost. It was like their number four wide receiver, so it's not a big deal. But I don't know. I just don't trust Iowa State, and I'm really excited to root against them. So I'll go Clemson in there. Um, OU versus OU. One's Oklahoma, and the other is Oregon. Eight years ago, this would have sold out everything. Great game eight years ago. But new head coach. For both of them, you know, Bob Stoops, uh, Bob Stoops is doing this one. But Oregon's last two losses were bad, bad to Utah. So I think uh, Stoops is just going to kind of follow that Utah game plan. 
you know, going to have to go Caleb Williams and just kind of dominate Oregon. So if it wasn't, if they would have won one of those Utah games, I think that um, Oregon State, or I'm sorry, Oregon, I'd I'd favor Oregon in this one, but just the way that they've lost their last two, I got to go with Oklahoma. Next up, we have Duke's Mayo Bowl, North Carolina 6-6 versus South Carolina 6-6. Very interesting there. Um, USC has lost their running back and quarterback. And Sam Howell, a a consensus first-round pick out of North Carolina, will play. So I think that matters, and I think North Carolina wins. Music City Bowl, Tennessee 7-5 versus Purdue 8-4. A lot of people picking Purdue. A lot of people picking Purdue. I'm not one of them. I'm going to go Tennessee. Essentially a home game uh, in Nashville, same state, so um, they'll be in Nashville. But Purdue lost their two best players to opt out um, for the bowl game to prepare to prepare for the draft. So I just think uh, they don't have the talent to keep up. Peach Bowl, Pittsburgh, number 12, 11 and 2 versus number 10, Michigan State, 10 and 2. This one, I my gut was Michigan State. I texted Aaron. He did confirm with me, you know. But this was a very hard game. Another game that I, I flipped last minute. You know, Pickett, Kenny Pickett, if he was playing, no doubt, wouldn't even think, boom, like that, Pittsburgh, putting my mortgage on it. Um, but Kenny Pickett and the offensive coordinator for Pitt opting out, I think I think that made me think. But Michigan State's pass defense is 130th. And Pittsburgh is a great passing team. But that was with Kenny Pickett, and this guy's played maybe half a game. I looked it up. It wasn't much. Um, and Michigan State did have Kenneth Walker, their running back one opt-out. So uh, this line has moved from Pittsburgh minus 4.5 to Michigan State minus 2.5. So I'm going to go with that. I'll, I'll go with Michigan State minus – not even minus. I'll just go with Michigan State on that one. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin 8-4, Arizona State 8-4. I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Arizona State is playing the number one rush defense in Wisconsin, and their top two running backs opted out. Like, you're not doing anything on the ground against Wisconsin. So we'll just leave it at that. Uh, Gator Bowl, Wake Forest, number 17, 10-3, versus number 25, Texas A&M, 8-4. Um, Texas A&M loses two defensive players to the draft, two studs, may I add. They're running back one, their defensive coordinator's gone, and their top two quarterbacks are out. So I think Wake Forest wins. This is a matchup, a rematch from 2017 that was a shootout that was 55-52. to 52. So very high-scoring game here, likely. Next up, Sun Bowl, Washington State 7-5 and five versus Miami 7-5. and five. Um... Oh, where's my notes for that? Oh, there it is. A lot of drama in Miami. I don't love either of these two teams. You know, if Manny Diaz was still coaching for Miami, I might go him. Uh, But just because of the drama that happened there recently, I'll just go with Washington State. Not a great game here. Arizona Bulls, Central Michigan 8-4 versus Boise State uh, 7-5. Central Michigan has the 105th ranked pass defense. Uh, Boise State's quarterback uh, dealing with some injuries. But because he has a few weeks to rest up here, I think he'll be great. He'll be good to go. Take Boise State in that one. Cotton, actually, nope. I was about to say Cotton Bowl Classic, but I'm skipping the college football playoff and ending on that one. Outback Bowl, Penn State 7-5 and five versus number 21, Arkansas 8-4. and four. 
Um, this is this was a very tough game for me, so I just went with the team with a better record. They're both wide receiver ones are out. They match up with each other very well. Um, so I'm just going to go with Arkansas. Fiesta Bowl, uh, number nine, Oklahoma State, 11-2 and two versus number five, Notre Dame, 11-1. and one. Um, Notre Dame lost their head coach, but I think it was smart of them to, to hire Marcus Freeman, keep it in-house. I, I really like the guy from listening to him talk. Um, but Notre Dame's running back one and safety have opted out. So I think that's going to hurt, and I think Oklahoma State wins. Uh, Kentucky, I'm sorry, uh, Citrus Bowl. Number 22, Kentucky, 9-3, versus number 15, Iowa, 10-3. and three. Um, Iowa's running back, number one running back, opted out, and their offense is already very bad, and Kentucky has a good defense, so I don't think they'll be able to get anything going offensively versus Kentucky. So I'm going to go Kentucky. Rose Bowl, number 11, Utah, 10-3, and three, versus number six, Ohio State, 10-2. and two. I'm going to go ahead and go with Utah on that one. Um, Utah just beat the crap out of the team that beat the crap out of Ohio State. They did it two times in a row. I think they'll follow their game plan. Um, it should be a really good game, though. Um, and Michigan just ran it down Ohio State. I don't think they have a great run defense. So I'm going to go Utah on this one. Sugar Bowl. This is going to be a fantastic game. Number seven, Baylor, 11-2. Number eight, Ole Miss, 10-2. Um, Baylor, number 18th ranked rush offense versus Mississippi's 102nd ranked rush defense. This is essentially a pick game in Vegas. So uh, I'll, I'll just go with Baylor. It's going to be a very good game. Very good game. Final non-championship bowl game played. We have the Texas Bowl Battle of the Purples. LSU 6-6 six and six versus Kansas State 7-5. and five. Um, Obviously, I'm going to pick K-State. Like, what is this, amateur hour? But Quarterback one and two are out for LSU. Their offensive line coach is the interim head coach while their lame duck head coach was fired and they brought in um, Brian Kelly. But Skylar Thompson is going to be healthy. Colin Klein's going to be vying for a job as offensive coordinator. Um, LSU's had a couple other opt-outs, I believe. But LSU does worry me with they have that really, really good linebacker. But we also have a really, really good defensive front and Felix and DK Uzama and Dan is it Daniel Green? Daniel Green. So I think that's gonna be really good. And of course we have uh first team all American Deuce Vaughn and literally multiple LSU people have been like, Who's Deuce Vaughn? So that just gives me a sign right there that yeah, K State's gonna win this game. Um okay, so championship games. Cotton Bowl Classic, semifinal number four, Cincinnati 13-0 versus number one, Alabama 12-1. And we have the Orange Bowl number three, Georgia 12-1 versus number two, Michigan 12-1. Both of these games are very similar. Like the teams are very similar to each other. Like Cincinnati like had some good wins at the beginning. Alabama good wins at the beginning. And then they both like kind of got bored or something along those lines. That they're like, It was just like close game, close game. And then something clicked at the end there. And it's just like, boom, okay, they are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. But um, I'm going to go huge upset, Cincinnati over Bama. Okay. John Metchum is out for Bama, their number one wide receiver. Cincinnati has the number two ranked pass defense. And no other wide receiver has over 333 yards for Alabama. And they rely heavily on the pass. So it's going to be a great game, strength versus strength there. 
I got to go, obviously, with the Big 12 brethren, though, and I, I think Cincinnati's trying to prove something. Hey, we belong. Orange Bowl, Georgia, Michigan. I, I got to go Michigan. Like, both of these teams, they're like, they, they started off hot, and it's like, oh, my God, these two teams are fantastic. And they slipped up a little bit, and then you look back at the end of the year, and it's like, well, what really have these two teams done? Like, they haven't – there's not a great win. Like, Georgia's game against Clemson was supposed to be fantastic, but Clemson is not what we thought Clemson was going to be. And I think I think Michigan upsets them. I'm going to say that. I really think Michigan upsets them. Um, Michigan's offense, uh, Georgia's defense, it's going to be really good. Michigan's offense, ninth uh, rushing yards. Georgia's third in rushing yards on defense. Michigan's offense, 77th in passing yards. Georgia's fourth in passing yards. But Georgia's offense versus Michigan's defense, Georgia's offense, 55 yards, or 55th in yards passing, 28th in yards rushing, and Michigan's defense is 20 and 21, respectively, nationally in those. So I just think that Michigan's defense is better than Georgia's offense, and that's what it's going to come down to. And then championship game, I think Cincinnati's probably the best team in the country. I'm going to go Cincinnati. So that's going to be freaking wild. You heard it here first. You know, feel free to laugh at me. Call me now. Oh, it's a greater five, not a power five team. Well, that's what's going to happen. I'm I'm putting my money on this. Okay, putting money on it. So don't just say you're a shallow podcaster. Like I will be betting a majority of these games. So I put my money where my mouth is. So I just want to throw that out there. So, um, thanks for listening. Again, don't know when we're going to do another one, but that's just where we're at right now. And um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye.